0: Alex Tremblay and Bergen Eppers, two Ohio State University students with a flair for finding affordable fabulousness, are on the hunt.
1: I found a jacket uh, that I really like, and I think it kind of goes with my style. Can you describe that jacket? fancy. Yes.
0: And we at Inspire, like spectators of a modern hunter-gatherer salvo fest, are taking it all in.
2: I found like a Fila sweatshirt, um, multiple uh, like 90s with lace on the, on the top or on the bottom. Um, I found some really cute like um, silk skirts.
0: They are young and eco-conscious consumers in a worldwide apparel resale market that was worth $182 billion in 2022 and is still expanding. They are Gen Z's answer to thrift shop swagger. Of a decade ago.
3: I'm gonna take your grandpa style. No, for real. Ask your grandpa, can I have his hand me down? Your lord jumpsuit and some house slippers. Lukey Brown leather jacket that I found. Digging. They had a broken keyboard. I bought a broken keyboard. I bought a ski blanket. Then I bought a kneeboard. Hello, hello, my ace man, my mellow. John Wayne ain't got nothing on my fringe game. Hello. No.
0: And because their values underpin their purchasing power, they are driving change in the way the fashion industry does business," says Tasha Lewis, Clinical Associate Professor of Fashion Retail Studies at Ohio State's College of Education and Human Ecology.
4: But Now I think it looks different than when I was growing up going to a thrift store. This definitely is, this is like the thrift store I would have wanted, you know, in the 90s to come to. I think in the past they kind of had this idea, it's a charity shop, it's where you just go and you, you dump it in the bin, we don't know what happens to it but now we kind of know what happens to it and we need to be more conscious of how that's managed and what that looks like for us to even buy some of the things that we throw out. So I think we are at a different tipping point in, in the United States and probably in other parts of Europe where they're also looking at some solutions. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: In this episode of the Ohio State University Inspire podcast, we look at why secondhand shopping is among the fastest growing apparel industries in America how our clothing waste hurts developing countries, and get tips from students and faculty experts on how to snag the gems. I'm Robin Chenoweth. Carol Del Grosso is our audio engineer. Megan Beery is our student intern. Inspire is a production of the College of Education and Human Ecology. Digitally sophisticated, environmentally concerned, socially responsible members of Gen Z are calling out both the makers and the consumers of fast fashion. Now in their late teens to early to middle 20s, many of these shoppers are hyper-aware of the impact their clothing has on the environment. Look at social media and you will find young consumers talking about fashion waste and buyer responsibility.
2: But they say they produce less waste than traditional retail companies, which is just not true. I was told tales of entire warehouses going straight to the landfill from production.
5: I saw that at one point H&M was holding $4.3 billion worth of unsold inventory that needed to go to the incinerator. Do you know how much carbon emission that would put into the air? And then landfills, 66% of the textiles, which is like cloth and clothing thrown out, ends up in landfills. It has to go somewhere once you throw it out or you're done with the trend.
0: In fact, fashion is the third highest polluting industry in the world. Across the globe, the equivalent of a garbage truck full of clothes is thrown away or incinerated every second, according to the United Nations Environment Program. Even tossing fast fashion into your washing machine puts the planet in peril, according to the same UN report because 35% of the Earth's ocean microplastics comes from simply laundering synthetic fibers, which makes them break down and enter waterways. Alex Tremblay, a first-year student majoring in fashion retail studies, says we can't keep going down this path. Alex joined our thrifting spree, starting at Out of the Closet, a curated resale shop in downtown Columbus Whose proceeds benefit the AIDS Healthcare Foundation?
1: And I think that's kind of the struggle with fashion, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowadays, people just want to cycle through their wardrobe every week or every month. Even it's just, it's not sustainable anymore. Right? Maybe it has never been sustainable, but I feel like the the future of it is trying to really find what works and try to stick with that mm-hmm. um, because. Just cycling through all these seasons and and buying, buying, buying and throwing it all away, like after a few wears, it's really awful. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it really does so much harm. So Mm -hmm. places like this is just really good for keeping it in cycle,
0: I feel. Do you want to be a designer, or is that what you're thinking of doing, or retail, or what do you... Yeah, you know,
1: I really, what I really want to do, um, I'm a psych major, too, Uh so a lot of the stuff I want to do, I want to do research about um, what people look for when they're, um, like what people are trying to communicate with the clothes that they wear, Mm -hmm. specifically stuff like that, and how it relates to subcultures, like the punk subculture, goth subculture, stuff like that is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I like looking at how the fashion of those form. But um, I do really want to be a designer too. That's like a huge passion of mine: is mm-hmm. um, creating designs and making clothes in uh, a
0: sustainable way. It sounds like yeah,
1: in a sustainable way and in, in a very like uh, forward-moving way that's not going to do as much harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vivian Westwood, I, I might have mentioned Tasha Lewis,
0: our fashion sustainability expert, is working through a rack of shirts and athletic tops with her fellow faculty member Ann Pollins. Lewis hangs onto a black and pink dry fit shirt that she plans to use as a fabric sample for her classes. She also has a music suggestion for thrifters. So tell me
4: again. Macklemore's Thrift Shop song. We have to have that as the theme song for this podcast. Okay. I like it. It's one of my favorite songs to go along with the idea of thrifting. Because okay. it's, it's very... Uh, Is
0: there any lyric about it that stands out in your head?
4: Is it, I'm going, I'm going to pop some tags. I think this is horrible for a professor to try to remember a rap song that I heard a few years ago, but I think it's, I'm going to pop some tags. I'm going to pop some tags. Gonna, I think it's, I'm going to pop some tags. I got $30 in my pocket. That's about all I remember. It's from a few years ago, but if I hear it, I think I'll know worse.
0: Okay, all right. All well, right. you know, inflation and all. The 2012 song really says,
3: I'm going to pop some tags. $20 in my pocket. I, I, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come-up. This is fing awesome. What she you know about rocking the wolf on your noggin? What's she knowing about wearing a fur fox skin? Uh-oh. I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm, diggin', I'm searching right through that luggage. One man's trash, that's another man's uh, come-up, no. like your granddad. We're donating
0: that. I plan. wanna just ask you a very general question. Why should people consider thrifts, thrifting over buying you?
4: Well, the, the main thing is sustainability. So we're thinking of using a garment for more than one life cycle. So thrifting is a way to use clothing to its maximum utility, which is something we don't always think about because we usually get rid of clothing because it's out of fashion. We're tired of looking at it. It's just been sitting in the closet, not necessarily because it's thread bare or you know, it's torn up. Some things are, but look at most of the things here. They're in really good condition. Some of them even have new price tags on them. So thrifting is important because it still helps support the sustainability of a garment, the life of a garment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to just understand that quality and that value because most of our clothing has to be sewn by hand. Somebody has to sew it manually. It's not automated. So we're actually appreciating that this has a value beyond just the first person who bought it and got rid of it. And so I think that's why thrifting is important. And even every time I come in a thrift store, I'm like, why don't I just do this more often? Clearly, some people are
0: thrifting more often, particularly Gen Z and millennials. Secondhand clothing sales overtook fast fashion sales in 2021 and are predicted to grow three times faster than the global apparel market overall, according to a 2022 report by Global Data for the online resale retailer, ThreadUp, And 62% of Gen Z and millennial shoppers surveyed, say they looked for an item secondhand before purchasing it new. Some of that is through online retailers. Some of it is in brick and mortar shops, like out of a closet. I asked Alex, why this store? I was going to ask, what is the appeal for Gen Z? But is, is there some other kind of appeal to going thrifting in a place like this?
1: Um, I'm non-binary, so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the fashion that I search out isn't gendered. Um, and I feel like in a, in a thrift store environment, it's a lot easier to find that kind of gender fluid, any gender, um, any occasion clothing that's really versatile in a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So I can find a shirt and I can make it look... Um, as feminine and masculine as I want. It's harder to do that in retail. Um, It's hard to do that like when it's new clothes, I feel. I I don't know why that is, but everything just feels very streamlined towards one gender, Mm -hmm. whereas I feel like a lot of this stuff here is very Mm gender-fluid, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: you like the vibe of this place, too? I
1: love the vibe of this place, yeah. Oh, it's great here, yeah.
4: Okay.
0: Secondhand clientele in the United States are diverse, spanning race, class, and gender. They include pop singer Lord, players from the University of Virginia basketball team who shopped together in their free time, and also Bergen Eppers, our fellow thrifter and fourth-year human resources major, who disappeared some time ago into the dressing room and out of the closet with a huge stack of garments. I hunt her down.
2: So what are you trying on here? I am trying on a blue little lace tank top, mm-hmm. and I really love the color. I love the color. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, fiddling with it. I'm like, let's tuck, like, the bottom half into my bra and make it a crop top. Like,
1: what can you wear with it? What
2: can you do with it? Yeah, I think it would look really good with, like, white or white pants. That would look really, really cute. Or, like, if one of those white skirts fit me, that would look so good. (laughs) How much of you're
0: wanting to go thrift shopping, and you find something like this, and it's not going to be what every other person is wearing, right? You've got your own sort of spin on things exactly
2: it's it's very it's very entertaining to see like what I can create personally and it's just like this is my own unique style like it's not some generic thing I got from like H&M or Forever 21 is something that someone didn't want and I repurposed it Mm -hmm. and I gave it a new look and a new life and a new outfit and one of my favorite things um is when people are like oh my gosh like I love your outfit like where did you get it and I'm like half of it's thrifted Like, and and they're always like, dang, I can't go and get it or I can't go and replicate it. And you're just like, it's like unique to me and like my personality and it really showcases who I am and that's what Mm -hmm. I love about it. Mm -hmm.
0: On the other side of the store, Ann Pollins is giving a pop-up course on fabric quality, garment construction, and pocket seams.
6: I found a jacket, Talbot's jacket, just a suit jacket that um, is $9 and so Regular price, if you're going to buy a jacket like that at Talbot, it's probably about $150, and it's really like, pristine condition, and it does have that nice feel. You can tell the quality, like if someone's looking for something to do, a suit jacket for a go-to-work um, kind of businessy function, it's... Um, easy to find something of a cheaper quality at some of the more fast fashion type places but you're definitely going to tell the difference between the nice feel and the tailoring that goes into the Talbot so so someone should rush in and buy that size eight
4: Talbot's (laughs) jacket for nine (laughs) dollars it's good to know your brands when you thrift because there are some really nice brands I saw a St. John's Knits which is a very high-end knitwear brand and they have a jacket on the rack here, which is fabulous. So okay. if you know your brands and when you come thrifting, you can really find some treasures. Yeah. So.
6: Because similarly, I found another jacket near the, and we, I was showing Dr. Lewis as well, that near the Talis jacket. And it, it's also $9 here, but probably it was more like a $70 or $80 jacket instead of say $150 jacket new. And you can just tell if you compare them that the fabrics aren't quite as nice and the lines aren't quite as crisp but it has its appeal and
0: okay. so so when you're talking about it doesn't have good as good of a feel or the lines aren't as crisp give us a little bit of a lesson on how to look for those things yeah
6: well i mean you really have to feel it to to understand that you've got this sort of silky feeling we can, actually yeah, yeah let's go let's there. look at okay. it
0: let's look at it
6: <laughs> here's the talbot's jacket and you can see i mean it is a brand new probably you know someone's something happened to the person that bought it or or they just never wore it but you can see that it's got nice crisp kind of tailoring and sort of stands on its own a little bit and if you feel the jacket itself it's got a soft feel to it and um, it's it's well made see how these pockets are hidden in the seam that takes extra manufacturing that's 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 hard to do Mm -hmm. and it makes just a really nice statement because it's clean crisp line just
0: the fabric itself has a sort of a posher yeah. feel to it.
6: And then here's a Jones of New York, which is also sort of a bridge line, but it's not quite as tailored or as expensive new as the Talbots. And so, if you feel both of them, you can kind of tell that the Talbots is is it's smoother, smoother. Is it? yeah. It's smoother. It's it's just got a little more stain power. Notice how it's got top stitching. No top stitching. So there's a little more. Um, juju fashion with the Jones of New York, but it's it's still, in my estimation, not quite the quality. I mean, even if you look at the, the ways that the um, arms are set in, the sleeves are set in, it's just a little more crisp. But both are pretty good
0: deals for $9. Some Cliff Notes from Dr. Pollins. Shop with your fingertips. Look for top stitching and linings. Notice the construction of the garment. Look for plaids that match the pattern at the seam. You can get a lot of bada bing for not much to ching
3: they be like, oh, that Gucci, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t shirt that's just some ignorant bitch. Sheet. I call that getting swindled and pimped.
2: I call that
3: getting tricked by a business. That shirt, hella though. And having the same one as six other people in this club is a hella oh. dough.
0: To- do you feel like you can find more things that you like in a place like this? It's curated or. Does it matter? Um,
2: so there are different types of thrift stores. There's a lot of like theory around how um, thrifting has become more expensive nowadays, which in part, yes, it is true, especially with like inflation and inflation rates. Um, everything's increasing like Ragarama or um, Uptown Cheapskate. Usually their lowest price is around like 14, 15 dollars.
0: Those for profit and more curated resale stores buy clothing from individuals rather than accepting donations
2: rather than just putting out everything that's donated, mm-hmm. which is what you get at Goodwill um, or Salvation Army as well. those are where you get the lower prices like dresses for five dollars, pants for two dollars etc etc so I feel like a lot this um, thrifting at Goodwill or Salvation Army is definitely um, undervalued and I feel like it needs to be brought to people's attention more because so many people don't want to go through one piece at a time and find those selective items. they don't want to dedicate that much time and um and i don't blame them like we're, we all have busy schedules but i feel like if you do actually take the time like set out a day in your in your schedule to be like okay today i'm going thrifting you'll be shocked at what you find mm. okay well are you going to go to voa with us just so you can yes, shock me I am. <laughs> continue shopping yes, I am. after i'm done trying on these bits <laughs> okay
0: okay it will take her a good while to try all those finds on But then, we are off to Volunteers of America on Indianola Avenue. A whopping 23,000 square feet of thrifting delight, just a few miles north of campus, whose proceeds benefit programs for veterans, individuals, and families and communities. Here we go. A confession. I'm bad at thrifting. This is my local resale store. And while I buy lots of home goods here, I get paralyzed by the racks and racks of clothing options. I hope to put Ann Pollen's tips to work. This is my store, and this is the one that I'm overwhelmed in because I come in here. It is overwhelming. And are you feeling even overwhelmed? I am. And just the whole mindset is different
6: because a real opportunist can find a great bargain here. I think you know previously we we're at a thrift store where there's a bit more curating. So if you're looking for a higher end brand, it's likely to have, you know, still a thrift price but a but a higher price. But here we've got a Calvin Klein $399 shirt next to a Shein $3.99 shirt and then down the row a little bit of Talbot's $3.99 shirt and HM and so on and so forth because the shirts are Mm 399 so if you are looking for quality you've got to define it for yourself because the pricing isn't defining the quality i see you know so so it's not giving you any
0: clues right, right so
6: you kind of have to know or if you care i mean that's what i'm always interested in is if you take a closer look at the construction value you'll see things like, like the Calvin Klein shirt down the way. is a really nice 100% cotton uh, poplin, um, solid um, fabric, mm-hmm. flat felled seams, tucks to make it shaped, you know, extra detail and the finishings or the fabrics themselves and the, the buttons are higher quality. But if you're looking for a certain color or a certain fashion, you know, it's just like, what are you looking for to invest in?
0: So you might find a really good deal Yeah, here so you could if find, you know you, if, if you know for. what
6: you're looking for, I mean, you can find a good deal because everything's pretty low priced, but if you are also looking for an investment dressing, something that's going to last a few,
0: yeah,
6: well, multiple years, then you're going to find it for a lower price here, okay. but you've got to do a little extra leg work, so... I
0: mean, I'll, I'll Checking make in, make in with our baby sustainability baby. guru, Tasha Lewis.
4: What'd you find? Just coming to find you. I found a skirt from L.L. Bean. I was looking for a long denim skirt. Apparently Alex and I are in the same mission to find a denim skirt. Yeah, actually I am too. We mm-hmm. can. The denim skirt is elusive here, so is I'm not it, really sure. Is I, it
0: elusive everywhere? Is it I kind don't know, of, it's a trend what's new,
4: So That's I told Alex, maybe we can get crop denim and turn it into a skirt. Oh. if we have the energy that might be a solution but i would just want to i wanted a skirt but this was an LOB and it's a khaki it'll go with a denim jacket so it's my closest find that will go so okay. i might settle on this one cute i think this is where we are now but i've employed the fit ninjas to the fit ninjas. or deployed the fit ninjas to see if they can help me <laughs> and i noticed they were in a bit of a uh, there was a, a bit of a not competition but there was another i think there were two others students or something that were shopping, and they found something that they liked. It was a quite an interesting interaction, and they went over and spoke to them, and Alex was like, I wish I'd found those pants, but they found them." So it was quite, it was a little bit of a uh, competition <laughs> going on. Give me your on. pants, I'll pay five dollars. Right? i be <laughs> the, the best in here, so it was kind of interesting to see their taste, but yeah, yeah so I think I'm settling on this one. Of
0: course, I have to track these two down. They are Mahima Deburi and Lucas Uma both Ohio State architecture students. I found them with a cart stuffed full of clothes and on top, a pair of cream, wide leg denim pants, you, the ones Alex must have coveted. But apparently, Mahima has pants envy, yep. yes, too. Right, and so I heard that there was, like, some competition going on for them, actually. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, you know, if if he finds something cool, then I'm going to be a little bit jealous and ask to borrow it a few times. <laughs>
0: wait, wait, tell me why you both like to thrift instead of going to Um,
5: the mall? So I've done it for quite a few years now, um, mostly towards like my adult life, and I think that it started as trying to find things that were more affordable for my budget, and then slowly realizing that I could actually find really good quality pieces at the thrift um, that honestly last a lot longer than things at the mall, because things at the mall tend to be very fast fashion, very um, cheap, thinner materials that... I feel like don't last that long or even don't have that many wears to them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very seasonal. They're very Mm -hmm. trendy in the moment, but maybe not a year's um, in the future. Um, And I think that's also kind of influenced my style. I've kind of, gone away from the more trendy pieces to the more basics that I think I can wear for years to come.
0: Okay. Okay. How about you? Same thing?
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. I think it also reflects in the way I thrift. I do look at um, the material of the clothing first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, and a fit that is more universal that would, you know, I would get the more, more most, the most wears out of them. Okay. Yeah.
0: What, what tips do you have for would-be thrifters?
5: Um, First, I think, is try to not get overwhelmed. I think that it's very easy to just kind of look at the extents of a thrift store and forget that there's just too much to look at, and maybe you should start small and start in a certain section and start looking for one type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's slowly trying to figure out what materials will last long, mm-hmm. and it sometimes is trial and error. Um, so maybe buying a few things and seeing how long they last and if you mm-hmm. wear them as many times as you hoped you
0: would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't seem to catch up with Bergen. She moves a lot faster than me
1: through the store.
0: Okay. Where did Bergen go? Is she around?
1: Yeah, she went to look at the jewelry. Um, so oh, she she's over right there. there. Yeah. I
0: see her. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dr. Lewis just called you both thrifting ninjas. Do you like that? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I like the term. I'll claim that. I'm a thrifting ninja. Okay. That's so true. <laughs> I read
0: somewhere that you approach it, you should approach it like a sport. Does that sound?
1: Oh, like a sport? I would say. You know, I, I think it's more like an art. Like, you're, you're looking for, for stuff that you can pair with other outfits. Like, when I'm, when I'm thrifting, I'm looking for clothes that I that I know will work with what I have. Mm. Like, when I find a shirt, I'll say, oh, that, that, that'll great with that skirt I have or those jeans that I wear. You know, stuff that I can really wear around and is versatile. So I think it's more of an art trying to... That sounds stupid. I know calling anything an art, it sounds stupid, but... Um, Well,
0: you're matching colors and textures and things like that. That's exactly it. It's like art hunting kind of thing?
1: I think so, yeah, because you're you're sorting through all this stuff to try to find a gem that you can really use to make something that looks nice with everything else you want.
0: Okay, all right, well, I'm going to let you sort.
1: Yeah. Not to be pretentious at all. (laughs) I hope I don't present that. Uh -uh.
0: Uh Uh-uh, no, Not, not one bit. Still hunting for Bergen, the last I saw of her was her feet beneath the door of the dressing room. And despite her second stack of clothing of the day and those tried on by Lucas and Mahima, I have a sinking feeling. Thrift stores in general sell a lot less than the donations that they take in. I asked Tasha Lewis about this.
4: Never. And they might sell about maybe 20, 30 percent of it. And I did know that from my research. They don't sell most of what they get. It usually ends up going to a rag trader. So what we see when we get to the stores, what they've actually curated and said, this is the best of what we sorted.
0: Rag traders, like in your grandparents' day, people who gathered used clothing to resell to rug and furniture manufacturers. Some still do. But now they send millions of tons each year to foreign countries that only use a portion of what they receive.
4: The rag traders usually get what the thrift stores decide is no it's something they can't sell for value. Mm-hmm. And so the rag traders do the sorting and they bail it and a lot of it gets exported, which is the part I think we will start to have to deal with because more countries are starting to say, we don't want your you know, imported secondhand clothing in our markets because it's starting to affect their industries because the cheap clothing that comes in that's used suppresses their domestic industries for making garments. So I think we're getting to a point where we have to deal with all of it, the good and the bad and the ugly.
0: Countries such as Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda are banning secondhand clothing imported from the United States and Britain to bolster their own local manufacturing. Other countries seem ready to follow suit as their waterways and garbage dumps are filled to overflowing with clothes that we don't want.
4: I think that's the challenge, and we can't forever continue to depend on a developing country to take in our waste.
0: As online resale grows, and as more of Bergen's friends get jealous of her fabulous thrifted crop tops, as Alex rocks their new used Carl Lagerfeld rhinestone studded t-shirt, maybe more of us will follow them into the spaces of secondhand shopping. And maybe manufacturers will take notice Open resale shops of their own lines, begin to manufacture using reclaimed garments, and maybe also thrift stores should try something that Alex discovered in Zurich.
1: There's one in Zurich actually where it's a, it's like four stories tall. Yeah, and they've got a bar like right in the middle of it so you can order drinks like while you're shopping. Let's go. Oh.
0: Our thanks to Out of the Closet and also to Volunteers of America, which through its sales and stores in Michigan and Ohio diverts one million pounds of clothing out of the waste stream each year. To get tickets to Ohio State's student run Fashion Production Association runway show on April 22nd, see the link in our episode notes.